0: Welcome to You Don't Know Mojack. My name is Ryan. My name's Brant. In this episode, we're talking about SST-42, St. Vitus, The Walking Dead. I suspect, Brant, you might be a bigger fan of this one than me, but it's Welcome still...
1: to darkness!
0: Yeah, well that says it all. I know it's it's right up your alley, maybe not so much my alley, but still really looking forward to talking about it. I always learn something cool. Before we get into the show, got any spiels? Yep. Lay it on me.
1: I got uh, a recommend for you. Okay. I, got, I got two recommends. One is way up your alley, one not so much, but I'll give it to you anyways. Since we're on a doom metal episode, I will mention the new album from the band Sleep. Now, I'll say that I am not a big sleep guy. Their main album, that they get all the... A claim for, it's called Dope Smoker or Jerusalem. It's had a few different titles.
0: Is that the one that's like it's it's a picture of a kind of a desert scape? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. The,
1: the er, there's a couple couple different uh, versions of the artwork. Eric Roper is the dude that does all that artwork. He also so uh, I'm a huge fan of Matt Pike from Sleep's new band, not so new anymore. They've got like probably six or seven albums out, but they're called High on on Fire, and in my opinion, they're the best metal band on the planet right now. Sleep, not so much, but this album is called The Sciences. It's out on Third Man Records, and it's getting great reviews, so I decided to take a chance on it, and I gotta be honest, I loved it.
0: And it's by Sleep.
1: Yep, the songs, you know, they're shorter songs, like that Dope Smoker album is just one song.
0: Yeah, well, since we did our last St. Vitus episode, yep. and I kind of felt like a moron that I didn't know more about Doom than I probably should, I watched a documentary on YouTube just on Doom music, like the history of Doom music. Oh, yeah. And uh, Sleep featured prominently in that one, um, and especially that record.
1: Yeah. Well, this the songs are shorter, and uh, it's very, I would say... If you like Lysol by Melvins, you would you might be into this album.
0: Okay. Is that the one that's up my alley? Or is there another one that's way more up my alley?
1: There's another one that's way more up your alley, and maybe you already okay. have it. Is red is, is red hair on your radar at all? Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Red hair. That's Sean from Dag Nasty. Sean Brown, the first singer of Dag Nasty.
1: Oh, from that he- Dag with Sean album?
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, and some of the tracks off eighty eighty five and the latest single has Sean singing on it too. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well this album's really good. I have their first one too. Uh um, I do too. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Little Acts of Destruction, it's called.
0: Yep. No, I, w- I would definitely uh, get on board with Red Hair, you're right, for some good old uh good old hardcore.
1: Yeah. The drummer I the see. drummer was in that band Blue Tip too, who I like for sure.
0: Their stuff was on. They were co-released on Discord Blue Tip. I can't remember what the uh, what the the co-label it was released on. Yeah, I don't
1: know either. But they either. had a
0: bunch of stuff there. I still like Dag Nasty better than Swiz or Red Hair, mostly because of like Brian Baker's guitar playing is so cool on there, and I love Dave Smalley. But I don't really know of-
1: Swiz too well, other than having a few Discord comps that they're on. But the best album that Brian Baker ever played on is the first album by Junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not being sarcastic. It's awesome. I know you're
0: not. I know you're not. But I but uh but yeah there's no junkyard allowed in my house.
1: Well you don't know what you're missing.
0: Uh I do actually, but that's okay. It's okay to disagree.
1: That's what I got for this week. What do you have?
0: For recommends? That's well it? for
1: for spiels.
0: Oh, for spiels, man. You're light on the spiels. Okay, I got some recommends for you. All right. You should re-buy the first three Wire albums on the uh, expanded editions because they're awesome.
1: Oh, I didn't know those existed, but uh, I've already got two versions of those albums. You know, I was thinking about that this week, though. Like,
0: Got to re- re-buy them. Re-buy them. They're good now. Con- are
1: there? Do they have liner notes?
0: They are... So the reissues that have come out now, the special editions, they're the size of seven inches, they have the original album, and then they have, for 154 and Chairs Missing, they have two extra bonus discs, for Pink Flag, only one bonus disc, and they come in a book, each special edition. Hmm. Like, so, they are very, very cool. So it's probably the third or fourth time I've had to rebuy these records, but... Now all of the uh, the extra stuff that uh, I've picked up on, weird bootlegs and stuff like that, almost all of it is on these bonus discs, and the book liner notes in each are awesome.
1: I'll spend the money, depending, you know, I hate it when they do like instrumental versions, when they're really no, scraping the bottom of the barrel, but I'll That's spend the money this. for bonus tracks if it's a band I love, especially if there's decent liner notes.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's uh, honest to goodness like you know, 40 or 50 page. Well, this one is I'm looking at chairs missing 75 page book with two bonus discs. These aren't intros, these are like demo sessions, singles, B-sides, all that kind of stuff. It's the best like you know, versions of these three essential records that I've ever I've ever found. Now I just, you know, I had the two disc versions. Now I have the three disc versions. Well,
1: I'm I have a another recommend, but I'm waiting till we get to our new segment to to bring that up. So. Um, oh
0: yeah, what's that? What's that new segment?
1: You don't remember? No. Hey Ryan. Hey what? What you listening to?
0: Oh. Um. You know what? I've been listening to a bunch of singles okay. today. This is old stuff though. A Lay Thugs Falling Apart single, another Lay Thugs As Happy As Possible, Makeup, you know Makeup on Discord, Yep. Former Nation of Ulysses, I Want Some single, a Miracle Workers single, Mission of Burma, single on Matador, Falling in Dirt, awesome single, and a My Dad is Dead double seven inch, Shine on Scat Records. That's what I listened to today. Chaos okay, ask me. Hey, Brad. Yeah. What you been listening to?
1: Well, Ryan, funny you should ask. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: now, okay, go. I'm not sure if you know that I'm a real kids nut.
0: Well, yeah, I like real kids myself. Yeah. I don't think I'm a nut like you, though.
1: Well, I'm a nut. So I got the, um, the recently released 74 demos and the Live at the Rat LP. It came out on Crypt slash Dog Meat Records. They just came yeah. out. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I've seen that one advertised.
1: They are definitely for Real Kids nuts only. Uh, are they but pretty, pretty raw? A little bit, but not. I mean, there's there's raw Real Kids stuff for sure on some of the Norton releases, but um, the the demos are really good. But the uh, the selling point is the 32 page book with. Um, a bunch of interviews that were done around nineteen uh, ninety five for uh, Ugly Things magazine. When some of the the dudes that are no longer with us are were still alive, and they're really great packages. So, I recommend those.
0: Yeah, well, I definitely have a, you know, have a lot of real kid stuff. I pretty much like all of it. Even some of the raw live stuff is really good.
1: Yeah. These are great. And uh, what else I'm listening to is, do you know that label Omnivore? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they put out some great reissues. And uh, they bought the back catalog of this Nighthawk Records, which was doing like uh, Roots Reggae in the 80s. And, you know, reggae for the 80s, the production values are pretty hit or miss. But the stuff I've checked out so far is really good. I got uh, these two reissues of um, Records by the Gladiators, Serious Thing and Symbol of Reality. And, uh, I don't know, like for me, my listening trends to a certain degree follow the seasons. Like for example, summertime is reggae roots, reggae time and, and winter times like black metal (laughs) and, and not the reverse. So I've been listening to those a lot and they sound really good. And unfortunately they're CD only, but, uh, I was going to mention that label, I'm not sure if you saw, but they're also reissue- reissuing a couple Soul Asylum albums. The, I'm sure you oh, already really? have, but these are...
0: The old Twin Tone ones.
1: Yep. They're really expanded, though, like 15, oh, really? 10 to 15 bonus tracks on each. Uh, oh. Made to be broken and say what you will.
0: Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah. So you should uh, have a look at that.
0: Yes. Yeah, soul Asylum before Runaway Train is good, Soul Asylum, as I always say. Yeah. Cool. Good recommends. You're listening to lots of reggae. I am. Did you happen to listen to any Doom this week?
1: Oh, well, I listened to that Sleep album, and uh, I listened to a fair amount of St. Vitus.
0: Should we get into it?
1: Yes, we should. History lesson, part one. So, Ryan, uh, the last time we checked in with St. Vitus was, I think, around 1983? Yep. Maybe 84? It seems like lots of time, time has passed for us, <laughs> but in reality these albums were getting cranked out like like crazy. Oh yeah. So this album was recorded uh at the same recording session as the self-titled debut.
0: It sounds like it for sure too cause, and it's spot like this might every time we see spot these days it's like is this the last time we're going to see spot?
1: Yeah. Well, to be determined, I wouldn't be surprised if he pops up again. So this was recorded at Total Access with uh, Spot and Joe Carducci, uh, kind of as in the producer's role. And if you want to hear more about that session, you should go back to episode 22 and hear our interview with Joe, where he talks a lot about that recording session. Oh, here I have it here. Uh, 84 was when the self-titled album came out. I read a fair amount of stuff online this week that says this is the last release with Scott Riegers, but of course we're going to see him again in episode 52 uh, which is Hallow's Victim, which I think well I, I don't think, I know it's their last release with him on SST, they did another one with him way later in 95 called Die Healing when he came back to the band and he's also been back in the band since then I think just for a tour and maybe a live album, but don't quote me on that
0: He's also on the St. Vitus track on Blasting Concept 2, I think, next week's episode.
1: Yeah, and that might have come from this session too. I think I remember Joe saying that in the interview. I might have to re-listen to that Joe Carducci interview. Just a little recap. St. Vitus formed in L.A. in 79. We've got Dave Chandler on guitar. He's kind of the the band leader. It's his band. Uh, Mark Adams on bass. Armando Acosta, a.k.a. Barbaric Thunder, on drums. He, <laughs> he passed away in 2010. But that, that core of the band, I'm pretty sure, was uh, for sure still together in the 90s when they did that Die Healing album uh, with Scott Riegers. Uh, Dave Chandler still got the band going today, and I'm pretty sure Mark Adams is still playing bass as well. And on this album, uh, Scott Riegers, again, on vocals. That's really all I have for uh for part 1, Ryan. There's not a lot to talk about. You know, the band was active, they were touring, they did a fair amount of touring with Black Flag, a little bit on the tail end of their My War tour in 84.
0: Well, I one thing I wanted to mention, it, maybe it's uh maybe it's better for history lesson part 2, but we'll see. I mean, what struck me when I was listening to this this time around is a this stuff must have just been so out there back then like when people saw St. Vitus playing on stage they must not have known like what was actually happening Uh, there are definitely elements that sound sabbathy but they are uniquely their own for sure and it's wild like I, I can't imagine this band still like sharing a bill with Black Flag I bet you people I bet you it was you know, a pretty short list of people sometimes who were really into St. Vitus when they were playing with Flag. I don't know. I don't know if you think that, but...
1: Well, it's interesting. We just did Overkill not that long ago, and they, by this point in time, well, they were broken up by this point, but, you know, they really embraced the metal scene that was starting to emerge, and I I don't know if St. Vitus was welcomed into that scene. You know, they were just so different from, from the rest of the bands, the metal bands.
0: Yeah, and sonically too, like the thing that struck me this time and I it again it didn't really strike me when we d- did the first St. Vitus episode is that like the it sounds so muddy. It's like there's the only treble on this entire recording is like the bell on the ride cymbal. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. That is it. It's just such a Weird, different sounding record. it is not up my alley, but i I must admit I appreciated Vitus way more this time around, yeah, just knowing what uh knowing a bit more of the background, and I was kinda kind of getting into it here and there, you know, it was kind of like, okay, okay, it grows on you,
1: yeah, these it was a good selection, these three songs leaving them off the debut, I thought, especially the Walking Dead since it's so long and yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, these these three songs really go well on an EP, I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And, you know, I don't have it on an EP. I have it on, like, a CD, SST-378, it is. It's St. Vitus, The Walking Dead, slash, Hallow's Victim. Right. And so I get these three tracks start off the CD and... I broke your rule, and I, I listened to it all the way through one day, and I don't know, it's it's starting to grow on me. I don't think I'll ever get into this stuff as much as you, but it's definitely, there's definitely something to St. Vitus, for sure, that I didn't get the first time around. Yeah,
1: and I mean, we we talked about it a bit in the, the self-titled episode, but there were other bands kind of doing this, like specifically Trouble, uh, Witchfinder General, but they definitely weren't... There, there was no, they weren't playing together and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. They were all kind of on their own little Island, I think.
0: Yeah. Which seems interesting. And, uh, it's interesting too, like you had such classic rock guys like in flag and Joe Carducci and stuff like that who were just really drawn to St. Vitus. Hey,
1: well, they could just see the classic rock elements in there, I think. And they were all Sabbath freaks. And uh, I should note, this was also apparently re- released in 2010 on a record label called Church Within Records out of Germany, which is the title of an Obsessed album. Do you know who the Obsessed are? Probably not.
0: I know that they are a metal band. I have never, ever heard them.
1: Well, you're going to hear more about them soon, because their singer, Wino, is going to be in St. Vitus fairly yeah, soon. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, we spoke about them in the first episode of uh, St. Vitus.
1: Yeah. Uh, and that comes with a DVD that was shot in, well, it was shot with like, you know, and an, it's an amateur video, shot uh, in London, Ontario, Canada, December 12th, 1984, with Black Flag. So that would have been the my war tour at some place called the Embassy Hotel. You can see it on YouTube, and there is some serious headbanging going on. And <laughs> <laughs> you can see why Flag... Was also drawn to Saint Vitus because they're going for it, man. Like, yeah, you know, they're not—they're uh, not messing they're around. In atta-
0: they're in attack mode.
1: Yep, yeah.
0: just just like flag. Yeah. So, did you say that that concert was shot in Toronto? Uh,
1: London, Ontario.
0: London, Ontario. Okay. Yep. Okay. We'll, yeah, post th- we'll, we'll post
1: that on our Facebook page.
0: Yeah, Eastern Canada had a really, really strong love for metal. Um, when it was starting to come out, late 70s, early 80s, for sure.
1: Do you want to yeah, talk well, about the the tracks?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all I had about this one. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to become a lifelong fan of Vitus, but I definitely got a new appreciation for them. So let's get into it. All right.
1: History Lesson, Part 2.
0: The artwork is pretty crazy looking.
1: Yeah, the cover has a portrait of the band with like uh, the negatives inverted, and there's kind of these like ghost-like images behind them.
0: It almost looks like smoke or something.
1: Yeah, and I love the Black Sabbath crosses on the cover and like on the the LP has them on the labels.
0: And why are they Black Sabbath crosses?
1: Well, they just look that- like Sabbath. All wears crosses around their necks that like Ozzy Osbourne's dad made for them in like a machine shop where he worked.
0: Oh, okay. They kind
1: of have a pretty unique look, and Saint Vitus is definitely copying that. I would say. Okay. The back has uh, some stuff on it. It says, "Listen." There's a quote that says, "Listen to our tales of terror while you softly sleep. Dreams put you in fantasy. Nightmares make you grasp and scream." And then it says Saint Vitus, MCM. Uh, LXXU which is the Roman numeral for 1985 the year this came out.
0: What are you looking on that off of?
1: That's on the vinyl.
0: Okay, mine is a little mine is a little different. I thought I heard you say make you grasp and scream. Mine says gasp and
1: scream. Oh, yeah, sorry. I read that wrong.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. But mine mine is on the CD, so you know, and there's sometimes there's inconsistencies between the CD and the vinyl.
1: Yeah. Uh, Photography by Naomi Peterson. Running time, 20 minutes, 33 seconds. St. Vitus thanks the following, without whom this record would not exist. Black Flag, Carducci, Spot, all at Total Access. Naomi, all at SST, and of course, dot, dot, dot. And then a little cross, which is (laughs) an allusion to their, you know, I think they have said before that they were like fairly religious but not overtly. Yeah. And it came out on originally on 12 inch EP 45 RPM. There's two songs on side one and then the title track is on side two.
0: So on the CD, on the, on the insert, it says it just, it's just kind of like one stream of consciousness to explain all the tracks on the CD. Cause it has, you know, The Walking Dead and a song off of Blasting Concept and Hallow's uh, Victim. But it says, Songs, Darkness, The Walking Dead, White Stallions originally appeared on the 1985 release, The Walking Dead, SST-42. Yeah, they
1: that the, they put that one on Hallow's Victim as well, same recording. Okay. I'm not sure why. So the A side of this is Darkness and uh, White Stallions, and then the B side is, is The Walking Dead. But they
0: Oh really? Yeah. So it's in a different a different order on the CD.
1: Yeah. Well they probably, you know, they wouldn't have repeated White Stallions. It's the exact same as far as I can tell, it's the exact same recording. Same version. Yeah. Same mix and everything.
0: It plays in the order Darkness, The Walking Dead, White Stallions on CD. And then it says all songs produced by Spot, Carducci St. Vitus, Engineered by Spot, Total Access, Redondo Beach, Naomi Peterson, so Pretty similar between the CD and the vinyl.
1: I got a little Joe Carducci quote here for you that he gave me. Right on. He says, Walking Dead was recorded along with the other tracks. He's referring to the self-titled album. Uh, Knowing it wouldn't fit on the album. If If I recall, we released it in London to try to work out our SST UK situation. Rough Trade had wanted to release Damaged and the first Me Puppets or sorry, and Meat Puppet's first album in the UK, uh, but we wanted a situation that would allow us to get Minutemen and other stuff out there. It took a while to get going there. When I left SST, Chuck Greg and Mugger wanted me to go run the London office for them, but I wanted to get to my writing. Would have been inter- interesting, though, to do that. As I said on the first St. Vitus episode, the band was in a large, raw space, and you can best hear that room on the Walking Dead tune.
0: Hear the room, yeah. yeah. Now, I know what he means Yeah. from listening to it. I know what you mean. It, there There is like an, I don't know if it's an ambiance, or I guess the sound of the room sonically for these recordings. Again, that didn't really strike me when I listened to the self-titled record, I just kind of picked up on it this time around.
1: Well, let's talk about the tracks. So side one is Darkness. And I love, obviously, I did it at the start of this, but the the Scott Rieger's Welcome to Darkness cry at the beginning is just awesome. (laughs) What a way to start the album.
0: Is Darkness the one then, uh, I mean, I'm just trying to think about the order being different. That's the one that has like a bass solo in it, right?
1: It's got a bass solo and a drum solo. And yeah. I remember Joe saying that they basically recorded their live set. So I bet when they play live, there's a, a long a more extended drum solo in that part.
0: Yeah, it's to pump up the crowd probably, right?
1: Yeah. And this one's got uh, the, the hammer-ons, like the Black Sabbath trills, like they do in the song Black Sabbath.
0: It totally sounded... They were elements of like Tony Iomi for sure.
1: Yeah. That ride symbol you mentioned is on this one, maybe a little bit too high in the mix, but given the circumstances and the fact that they were recording in this big cavernous space, they probably didn't have a ton of options either. I do like the ride. It's maybe just a little distracting.
0: It is it's really hard to miss. Yeah. <laughs> it 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 almost takes over the song for a minute there.
1: Yeah. And then it goes into White Stallions. As I mentioned, they're going to reuse on Hollow's Victim. Uh, I wrote, I love the main riff. It's got, I'm pretty sure this would have been probably Dave's solo in the live set. Because he kind of goes into this noisy gin esque solo and then into this total Mudhoney-style wah freak out. I just have a feeling that live, that's uh, that's where he kind of did his solo. I love the way they have this pause, like at the end of the song, and then it just goes back into white. Stallion. It's awesome. <laughs> it's really good. It really sounds like something that uh, a new Wabum band uh, could have done, minus the take out the wah stuff, but it really sounds like uh, Diamond Head or Blitzkrieg or one of those bands might have done, and it ends with a total wah freak out too. And I wrote down some of the lyrics from that song, too, because the lyrics are great. Yesterday I saw my face pictured in the sky As I gazed upon myself My whole life flashed by I heard the sound of hoofbeats From a thousand angry mares Before I could control my thoughts My inner soul was theirs (laughs) White stallions And then you flip it over and you've got The Walking Dead kind of starts with these cool harmonics at the beginning with Scott m- kind of muttering about exorcisms and shit like that over top of it <laughs> and then, and then he just goes hold your breath we're roaming here tonight this is like this is i'm going to play this song next halloween this is a great spooky kind of track it's definitely like their homage to like the song black sabbath you know with the rain and the the, the bell the main riff starts, and then it, like, here's where I think Flag was influenced by St. Vitus, because that kind of chugging riff that this goes into is totally something offside side two of My War. And if you think about it, like, they would have heard this song, Flag would have, way back in 83, during the uni- Unicorn, hi- you know, hiatus, when they were writing My War. I'm not saying they, they ripped St. Vitus off or anything like that, but... I think there was definitely an influence there. And uh, I really like the eerie background track on this one. kind of sounds like howling winds in the background. Did you catch that? Yep. Yeah. And here's some lyrics. The 13th of November, a haunted Friday night. The graveyard gates swing open. Crips all spring to life. <laughs> and this is a long track. I don't know how long it is, but it's all of side two on the vinyl. Like 10 minutes walk- or, 10 minutes or yeah, more.
0: Walking Dead is uh, on CD anyways. It was around 11 minutes or so I think.
1: Yeah. It's a great track. Do you have anything to add to that, Ryan, or do you want to hear the dead wax?
0: No, nothing to add. Give me some wax.
1: Burning Embers. Red Sky at Midnight. That's side A. Side B. Psychopaths. Windmills Gathering Breaths. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is too spooky for me.
1: Yeah. Do you like <laughs> Scott Rieger's more than you like Simon S- Smallwood of Worm?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I was. It's hard not to compare. Not just the first time that I heard Saint Vitus, but also you know what we just went through on the podcast. I mean, we came most recently from you know me puppets, Dostamen, Worm, and now Vitus. Worm is probably the closest to Vitus. I'm not a huge fan of, well, sorry, I still really like that first single by Worm. Anyways, I'm not a huge fan of the Worm album Feast or St. Vitus. But if I were to compare both of them, like I said, I started to get a bit of an appreciation for Vitus this time around, and I definitely like the vocals better on this one.
1: But you love the Melvins, and I mean, listen to the album Lysol, for example,
0: I listen, or, I have listened or, to it probably a hundred times or more.
1: Yeah, or Bullhead.
0: Probably 200 times, Bullhead. Yeah. At least.
1: It's not that different from what, you know, that, even vocally, what Buzz does and, on some of that stuff.
0: Yeah, you know, Buzz's earlier stuff is a little bit more metal squealy sounding, for sure.
1: But even the, you know, the theatrics in his voice. Oh, yeah. You know?
0: He's a little bit more... I don't want to say one note these days, but he kind of has really fallen into not fallen into but his his style, the theatrics, the dynamics, it's way less than his earlier stuff. You were right.
1: Well, Melvin's rely way more on background vocals now. You know, whether yeah. it's whether it's the Big Business guys or Dale, I'm sure uh, Jeff McDonald, Steve, sings, McDonald. Or Steve McDonald, sorry, does some singing. You know?
0: Yeah, well listen, just because I love the Melvins doesn't mean I'm gonna like anyone that has some sort of metal in it. No,
1: I know. I'm just saying this is not that different from the Melvins.
0: It's not. I mean I understand the connection there, but this also has a number of elements that are just not in my comfort zone. Like let's not forget the double kick and all that kind of stuff is just not in my comfort zone. What
1: about the wa freakouts though?
0: Yeah, not really. Really? Not, not really, because I hear oh.
1: like mud honey there.
0: Yeah, well, no, look, I love mud honey. You know that S- someone who have plays a wah pedal is not. You know what? And I love Hendrix too. I love tons of bands that play with a wah. But I'm not a I'm not a doom fan. You have to get over that, man.
1: I don't know if I can.
0: Are you ever gonna like uh, one of my favorite bands of all time, Shellac?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't dislike Shellac.
0: You like so many bands that are just like them. Why don't you love Shellac?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who do I like that's like Shellac?
0: Uh, no one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. One thing. One thing is for sure. I will always have an open mind. And a second thing is for sure. You will not turn me into a metalhead.
1: You should probably check out that Junkyard album then. It's kind of like... <laughs> You know, you, do you not have to have everything Brian Baker plays on?
0: No, I do not. Oh, No, I don't have, I probably don't have like the last three Bad Religion records.
1: Hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure he played on the last Junkyard album that came out last year too. I think it's called High Water or Open Water, I don't have it in front of me, but it's great. It's like their comeback album.
0: Yeah, no, I heard... I heard Junkyard way, way back and I wrote him off instantly.
1: You're missing out. I don't,
0: I don't know. There's a lot of music out there. I much prefer uh, buying the first three Wire albums for the third or fourth time in my life and just completely immersing myself in those for a week. Brent, I think it's time for the ballot result. Alright. Ballot result. This is your pick. I'm. I think I probably know what your pick is, but you go for it.
1: Well, it's a no-brainer. It's the title track, man.
0: The Walking Dead, yeah. Yeah.
1: You can't mess with that.
0: <laughs> can't mess with The Walking Dead. Nope.
1: What's next week, Ryan?
0: Next week is the whole the episode is going to be a bit of a mind-blower, for sure, because it's the blasting concept number 2. And there's just a ton going on in that release and my uh, my head is already swimming while I'm looking into it so it'll be very cool to talk about that one
1: yeah can't wait hey everyone thanks for listening you can find us on Facebook Instagram Twitter Tumblr all at Mojack Pod we post all kinds of info and tons of pictures of the bands and albums we discuss on the show our blog is mojackpod.com please check it out for some exclusive content